On this week's podcast, me and the assistant to the host, Will Wonder, talk NBA headlines. We then recap this past week's jazz games against the Phoenix Suns, Houston Rockets, and New Orleans Pelicans. We then answer listeners' questions, and we close out the pod by giving our predictions for this week's jazz games. And as you can tell from the sound of my voice, I am doing this whole podcast, battling a cold, but we'll get through it. We appreciate you listening, and let's get it started. Let's get into this week's Jazz Nation podcast. Welcome into this week's Jazz Nation podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. Uh, I'm in charge of all those Jazz Nation social media pages you're following on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find the links for all those in one simple place. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation news. And of course, I'm here with my assistant to the host. As always, he goes by the name Will Wonder. How's it going, sir? I'm good. Uh, You sound a little clogged up. You feeling all right over there? Yeah, I'm a little sick. Uh, You know, when you're in a house with kids, uh, it's bound to happen that they're going to bring a cold home and yeah. uh they don't care because you know they get to miss school and all that but i uh, i suffer and suffer through it so <laughs> hopefully i'm toward the end of it here but yeah so we're doing this week's podcast through zoom because i didn't want to get other people sick so if uh if my voice sounds a little different that's why but eh. Oh, well, we're going to kick this week's podcast off by going outside the jazz bubble and some jazz, the basketball news, the NBA. So I'll uh, hand that over to you, Will. Why don't you yeah. tell us about the NBA? Yes. So a couple of uh, news and notes from around the league. We'll start off DeAndre Jordan signed with the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday. Uh, this is just days after the Lakers released him. He's going to try and fill that Andre Drummond role for Philly uh, since they moved Drummond to Brooklyn in the Harden trade. Elsewhere, speaking of Brooklyn, Joe Harris is done for the season, obviously has played and he's going to be having surgery on his left ankle so Bobby Marks uh, let reporters know on Thursday that he will be out for the remainder of the season coming back from a big injury my guy in Orlando Markel Fultz finally returned from his ACL injury and his first came back on the second he scored 11 points in 15 minutes against the Pacers elsewhere we'll head to Cleveland Uh, coach JB Bickerstaff was fined 20 grand by the NBA on Friday which you know is probably a drop in the bucket for him Uh, but for his behavior while being ejected from a game Bicker uh, Bickerstaff received two techs uh, and was tossed from the game uh, 119-98 loss to the Charlotte Hornets. As we record this last night, the Lakers beat Golden State behind 56 points from LeBron James. Now this puts Memphis a half a game ahead of Golden State uh, to take second place in the West, which is was pretty big right now. Uh, they'll probably extend that lead a bit as they play Houston tonight again uh, as we record this Sunday, March 6th. Uh, and lastly, not necessarily NBA news, but WNBA news, uh, all-star Brittany Griner was arrested actually last month, February, in Moscow uh, after Russian authorities said they had searched her luggage and revealed vape cartridges. Uh, the Russian uh, Customs Service said Saturday the cartridges were identified as containing oil derived from cannabis. Now, this could get Griner 10 years in prison as it is uh, illegal to have that there in Russia. And with everything that's going on in Russia right now, it, it just makes things even scarier. Uh, so a lot of NBA players were, were tweeting out their support for Brittany Griner. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I end up with just a couple of news and notes from around the league this last week. Ah, great. Uh, hopefully Brittany gets home safe. That is a terrible situation for her. 
and as far as the rest of that news, the the thing that catches me is the Joe Harris thing. I don't think people know it enough that he's a pretty big you know piece of that puzzle for them, and uh, him being out's been a big thing. So I'm sure they'll like, obviously figure it out, but uh, hopefully you get feeling better, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean his he his his three point uh, 40, 46% uh, from three, which was like a, a Nets franchise history record setting uh, shooting performance. Uh, I think I believe it was last season. So yeah, I mean he he was the guy who could essentially just stand in the corner and hit some threes right when everyone else had the ball. So uh, big for them to miss him as you know they tr- maybe put Ben Simmons in that role who definitely isn't hitting any three pointers. So all right, all right, that's enough of that talk. We don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, let's get talking some jazz hoops here. Um, as you mentioned, we are recording this Sunday, kind of in the middle of the day. That means we are talking before the Jazz play the Thunder tonight. So if anything crazy happens in that game tonight, we're not talking about it because we don't know. So uh, forgive us. Usually, usually there's not Sunday games, so that's why we decided to record it on Sundays. So, uh, anyways, let's talk about the Jazz past week here. Man, what a roller coaster this week was. We started out with such a high, you know, when you're at the top of the roller coaster and you just got your hands up and you're ready to go down, you're so excited. That's how I felt last Sunday when they beat the Suns in Phoenix, 118-114, Jazz get the win. And then we move on to Wednesday, uh, Jazz versus the Rockets. And, you know, that full whole first half, you're just like still on that roller coaster high when we are doing so good kicking ass. And for some reason, that second half just went down the toilet and it took the Jazz going into overtime to get the win over the Rockets. Yeah. I want to I want to touch real quick on that Rockets game, and then the Suns game was a great win for them on the road. I, I said that uh, a little plug on my podcast, the Wonder Pod. Great win to beat the number one team in the NBA on the road, no matter what. No CP three doesn't matter. They won that Rockets game. I know uh, the talent pool in the NBA is is as deep as it's been in a very very long time. But uh, but to me, you can't be up thirteen at half to the worst team in the entire. Western Conference, uh, and and then let them send it to OT. Donovan was out of his mind that first half, ends up with 37. Christian Wood, oh man, that three that he hit, which was an awful defensive possession for Rudy. Uh, the closeout was, I don't know what Rudy was thinking with Wood. Wood, oh wow, Wood, Wood, is that what I'm saying right now? <laughs> so you, you uh, so probably he missed it. He Sorry, shoots I'm just going to interrupt you right now because I know what you're going to say, and you probably missed the postgame remarks, but the Jazz coaches and the players said they, they had cr- drawn it up and they were supposed to foul him there. And they actually did kind of foul him. They just didn't call it. So the whole intention was to foul him and not let him shoot it. So it just, uh, you know, didn't happen. So how about next time when you go to foul him, let's spear him or something like that, I guess. So uh, Yeah, I, I missed that. I thought Rudy was trying to close out on the three and then like like he was going to, like Christian Wood was going to shoot a three from maybe four or five feet behind the three-point line, which didn't make any sense to me. But I, I didn't yeah. watch the, the post-game stuff. Uh, Conley, he came up big late for for Utah in, uh, you know, after having a really rough start. So Shout out to him, but uh, go ahead. We can move on to the next game, which, you know. So before we move on to the complete end of the roller coaster, which was when you're just, you ate too much candy and you get on a roller coaster and you're just barfing at the end. Um, let's go. I just want to go back to the jazz. Those first two games where they get the wins on some things. When they played the Suns, they only had nine turnovers in that game. That's amazing. Then we go to the Rockets game. They had 19 turnovers in that game. So I think for most Jazz fans, the yin and the yang of this team, probably this whole season has been their turnovers. And one game, they can have nine and look amazing. And you're like, man, maybe these guys really can win a championship this year. And then your next game, you're playing the Rockets and you have 19 turnovers and you just want to punch yourself in the stomach. I don't know why. But another thing to look at in all these games, these three games from the past week, leading scorer, of course, is Donovan Mitchell. Um, Against the Suns, he finished with with 26 points. Mm. 
against the Rockets, he finished with 37 points. And let's well, not get uh, into the next one. The last game, we'll probably get to that in a second. Um, the other stat that kind of jumps out, of course, for the team, if you've watched them this year, is how many threes they take. Against the Suns, the team attempted 20 threes, made 13. Against the Rocket, they attempted 42 threes and made 15. Goodness. And those are, both, those are both wins. Now, let's talk about Friday and the horrible game against the Pelicans. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I missed the first quarter and the first part of the second quarter of the game. Um, this is kind of a funny story. I'm coming out. We had to go to a school meeting for, for one of the kids. So I had, I had no service. I'm walking out. I'm trying to get, you know, catch up on the game and it's pulling up the scores. And I see the score and one of the teams up by like 20 and I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's not showing me the team name or logos yet. So I'm like, I tell my wife, I'm like, Oh, okay. The jazz are doing good. They're up 20 right now. This is awesome. And then the logos pop up and I'm like, Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. The Pelicans are up 20 and I could not believe it. Um, there was some, I wish I had it right here, but the, just like the box score of how many points, I'm pretty sure the Pelicans outscored the Jazz by like double in the first quarter. And at no point in that whole game did the Jazz outscore the Pelicans. They were The Pelicans outscored them in every quarter. Uh, let's talk about the turnovers. In the, that game, the Jazz had 20 turnovers. They attempted 41 threes. And do you want to guess how many they made of those 41? Uh, enlighten me. Go ahead. Uh, they only made 11 mm. of those. And Mitchell are... Uh, scoring monster only had 14 points so yeah it was it was bad and you know it you know you're gonna have games like that you know i said afterwards all you can do with that game is learn from it and move on and hopefully they've done that because if you sit and look at it too much you're just gonna cry like uh, some of us may have done on <laughs> friday so I think a lot of I think a lot of people really slept on the Pelicans uh, grabbing CJ McCollum, um, and this game I, I like you didn't get to see the whole thing uh, from the jump, but I went back and watched a majority of it. But it seemed like the length of the Pelicans was really interrupting things for the Jazz. Um, but you can't lose by thirty four points. That's that's insane. Um, yeah, and, and another thing I'm pretty big on when I'm watching the Jazz games is body language. And their body language in that game just was not good. You Even when they came out in the second half, you could just tell they just looked defeated. And, um, you know, they're on a road trip right now. It's a lot of road games. It's probably, I can only imagine how difficult that is. I mean, just today, now they, they've gone from Friday in New Orleans. Now they're in OKC today, Sunday. Yep. Then they fly to Dallas for a game tomorrow. And then, I mean, we'll go over it later on. The schedule this coming week doesn't get any better for them. So I think this game today in OKC is a as crazy as it might sound, it's going to be pretty big because Dallas is knocking on our doors. I mean, we're in fourth place right now. You do not want to switch around and start moving down because right now we're in fourth. If the playoffs were to start now, we'd be in fourth playing Dallas with home court advantage. But if we start slipping, that means, you know, Dallas gets home court and then we possibly start matching up with Denver, which we definitely do not because those guys are just is a bad matchup for the jazz. So uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say on this past week. You you want to add anything else on that one? Uh, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think I kind of said my piece again. I, I think the, the Pelicans, even from a league standpoint, are are a bit slept on. And I mean, Zion, who knows if he ever comes back, doesn't come back, whatever. But they have guys that have really been able to play and fill different roles uh, that are needed. Ingram looks great. Again, McCollum looks really good. Um even a guy like uh, Herb Jones, who may not fill up the stat sheet, he does things that they need to do. So they were big, man. Uh, you know, for a, a good portion of the game, their lineup was McCollum, Jones, Ingram, Valanchunas, and Hayes. And it's like, that's those are some big, big bodies all around. So I don't know. I mean, you see games like this where a team just kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, shits the bed. <laughs> and that's just what this felt like. Uh, I, I, still have a, I still have a lot of 
confidence that the jazz can go far in the playoffs, but this is one of those games where you're kind of like, ah, they should have, it seems like they should have at least tried to make somewhat of a comeback, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, one thing I do want to say on a, on a positive side, you know, I always got to try and look on the positive here toward the end of the game, the jazz are playing their, their deep bench guys. And, uh, it was really cool to see Donovan kind of up and cheering them. And, you know, he obviously knew the game was out of control and it was in hell. So, but he was still up and encouraging those guys to get the plays. And you always like to see that. So good yeah. on you, Donovan, for doing that. Um, oh, also as far as the Zion thing, I believe I saw somewhere on Twitter this weekend that he is now. I guess he had been in Portland. Yeah, he's flying yeah, back. But now he's going back with New Orleans, and there's mm-hmm. hopes that he. I guess they're they're going to try and make the playoffs this year. I didn't think they were, but they. Oh yeah, going in for the fight now. So yeah, they are. Uh, as we record this, they are only. Let's see here. A game back behind the Lakers. So it's. I, I mean, they're in tenth spot. They're not going. I don't. They're not going to lose that tenth spot, but they'll be in that playing game. But they they could be a little bit disruptive in the playing tournament. I, I don't think from a second or from an actual first round perspective, um, they're going to do a ton, but that playing tournament will be interesting. It'll, it'll uh, be interesting to see Zion back. It does feel like he's been like, where the hell's Zion been? So <laughs> it's going to be interesting what shape he's in and all that kind of stuff. So I guess mm-hmm. we shall see. So uh, that's it for now. What we're going to do right now is take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back and answer some fan questions. This is where a sponsor would go. If you are said sponsor that's interested in sponsoring this podcast, reach out to us at jazznationnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. Thanks so much to that sponsor for helping us out with the podcast. So what we're going to do right now is answer some questions. I posted on Instagram earlier today. If you had some questions, send them our way and we might answer some of them. So if you ever want to get your question answered on the podcast, uh, just know you should be following on Instagram because that's usually where I'm probably going to ask for questions because it's easiest to do that. So uh, anyways, moving along. Uh, again, I'm sick, so my brain is a little razzled right now. So if I'm just crazy right now, I apologize about that. All right. First question here is from, and if I butcher any of these names, apologize for that too. This is Danny Topper. Uh, starting out with kind of an easy question here. Your favorite what if in jazz history? Now, this is super easy for me. I'm just going to say, the, I'll just keep it simple as what if the jazz had won one of those finals? Easy as that. What if... What if Jordan misses that shot and the Jazz win and we get at least one freaking ring that time? <laughs> I don't 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 need two. Just give us at least one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Do you have one by chance? I know you're um, a Jazz fan. Right. I think. Okay. What if? So what if in the 2005 NBA draft, the Utah Jazz select Chris Paul? Yeah, that's, that's my what if. One. That's another one. I mean. Yeah, dude, you, I mean, we could go down a giant rabbit hole of what is with draft picks and the Utah jazz and things. I mean, I think a lot of, um, I, I don't know if I want to go down this hole a lot, but right now there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of jazz fans kicking themselves saying, what if the jazz had taken um, the guy that's on the Grizzlies now, Bane, right? Mm, Desmond Bane. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. He was there for the jazz and we didn't take him. And uh, what if, but there's, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Next question is from broken. T-Bone. What a name. Ooh, love that. This question says, what would be the best matchup in the playoffs for the Utah Jazz? Uh, I'll let you go first on that. I think if we're talking about a, I'm, I'm assuming T-Bone, broken T-Bone means in the in the first round. So I, I think essentially where they're at right now, I don't think they're catching Golden State. So I think if they're able to play Dallas in the first round, that's the best first round matchup. Now, obviously you could say uh, whoever 
comes out of that play in tournament. Minnesota, I don't think they're coming out. Clippers, even the Lakers, but I think right now they're in the best position uh, with Dallas. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Um, we definitely want to keep in the spot we're in and have home court. That's big always for the Jazz to have home court advantage. And then, yeah, I will take Dallas any day over the Nuggets. And saying that right now, knock on all the wood you can find around you because hopefully it doesn't come to bite us back in the ass. Yeah, I mean, to me, Dallas is playing for the for the future. They're not playing for this year. With that, say what you will about Porzingis, but when they made that trade to bring Din- Dinwiddie and Bertans, it's to me, that's them setting up something next year uh, in, in free agency or in the trade market, sign in Brunson, sign in trade. So they're, I don't even think they're thinking about winning this year, if I'm going to be completely honest. All I know about the Mavs, the last time we played them, their bench is deep is what I was thinking because all those guys they got now are off their bench. And what's his name? The the tall dude was killing us from the threes. Holy cow. That guy was on fire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I will still take the Mavs. Home court advantage would be my best matchup. And then hopefully in the second round, it's just easier and easier, which it will be, but that's just... Yeah, the total total opposite there, but go yeah. ahead. All right, next question. I'm totally going to butcher this name. I apologize. Kirlin Collector, uh, obviously an Andre fan here, and uh, the question even it says that, AK-47 jersey, will the Jazz ever retire it and put it in the rafters? Uh, I'll just simply answer this quickly. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think like so either. I, I, look, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Look, I, I think the Jazz, I think, I can understand that, you know, for as a jazz fan, especially a lot of new jazz fans, they probably have, there's certain players that, and Andre falls in that where a lot of newer fans probably have no idea how good, I mean, there was a time after John and Carl that Andre was our best player. I mean, there's a reason why he got that mega contract that he got and stuff like that. Cause he was our best dude and he was our homegrown guy. He, we, we drafted him, you know, and things like that, but uh Yeah. Just never, uh, never came. He never equaled the value of that contract was the unfortunate part, because that's what it made his downfall with the fans is that we evaluated him on, is he worth that money? And it just never added up to it. Yeah. I think if you look at Kirilenko's best year in Utah, uh, just pulling up his numbers here, it looks like 03, 16 and a half points, eight boards, three assists. If they're retiring Kirilenko's jersey, uh, they should probably retire Gordon Hayward's as well. I uh, I will say this too. I've always thought Karolinko was a little ahead of his time. Like if you could you imagine him on the Jazz now with his length and be because he could knock down some threes at his time too. So now that we're spreading the floor more and knocking down threes and stuff, I think he would he would be killing it now. Uh, just a little ahead of his time, unfortunately. But sorry, sorry, Andre. Uh, no no jersey retirement. Best one of the best nicknames ever, though. Like if oh, we're yeah. talking about a straight up badass nickname for a player, AK forty seven. And uh, may we never forget his marriage arrangement with his wife. Uh, good for them on that. And I uh, hope that's still working well for them. All right. Next question is from, this kind of an easier one, Tyler Mickelson. Uh, this might be hard for you, but easy for me. Favorite jazz player of all time. I'll let you go first. No, no, you go first. I got to think here for a moment because there's a couple that I actually really well, did like. So mine off the top of my head, my all-time favorite growing up was John Stockton, still is. So he just he was he was the man for me at that time. Uh always loved his passing. When I was growing up, I was more of the guard guy. So I, I appreciated the passing and the shooting, things like that. Um, and then I'll just throw in a couple others, you know. Obviously, you want to say Carl, but I actually liked Hornacek more than Carl. If that like I said, I was more of a guard person, so that's probably mm. why. Um, yeah, and then how about this? I'll throw in one that's a lot of people never think about. Uh an undervalued jazz player remember uh i'm not gonna say brian russell you want me to say brian russell i'm not gonna do that. Oh. <laughs> um who do i say though 
how about we say uh, Paul Millsap? Uh, Millsap, you know, with his time with the Jazz, was uh, he was pretty undervalued. You know, there was those years, uh, the dark years, a lot of us will think, when it was Ty Corbin as the head coach, and we had, you know, Millsap, Al Jefferson, even Fesinko was around that time. Um, you know, those are kind of the darker years. But, you know, Millsap was a, was a really good player for the Jazz that time. So uh, I'm not saying he's one of my all-time favorite, but undervalued. I'll put him there, too. Yeah. Is that enough time for you to come up with someone now? Plenty, plenty. Thank you. I enjoyed Millsap a lot. I, if I'm going to say just my favorite jazz player, and this is uh this is not like a stuck in the moment type of thing. I really like Donovan Mitchell a lot for what he does on the court, a lot for what he does uh, outside of basketball as well for the community. You see a lot of, I mean, just him going to high school kids games, you know, uh, imagine being a kid and Donovan Mitchell's at your game. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I, uh, as, as you know, sometimes it's hard to think of me as just like, you know, the guy that runs these social pages, but in the end, I am a, a fan all the way through. And I still sometimes get goosebumps just thinking about how me and him are good friends. And, uh, Oh, wow. Good I, friends. I've okay. You know, okay. You know, guys, well, first name basis. You call him you, Donnie. What is it? No, 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 I don't think so on that, but I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of talk online that there's beef between us two. And I just, I just want to, you know, the first episode here, I just want to continuously say that, there's no beef between us. There never was beef. Everything's all good. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he knows, well, he thank knows God. I got his back and I'm and, and all that. So, uh, one, one player I want to add, uh, that I really liked and was able, I mean, I didn't have a relation, uh, uh, a friendship with him, but that I had ran into a couple of times post career. And once when he was playing and I heard was just all around good dude, maybe not the, uh, most remembered jazz player, but that was, wait, can I say, can I say, wait, you said big, so I big, wanted to guess. Big dog, Antoine Carr. Oh, um, yeah. Who were you thinking? I thought it was going to be CJ Miles. Oh, no, I never. I mean, we <laughs> we ran in some similar circles, but never had the chance to hang out with CJ. Moss Fresco. Right, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Good old CJ. Speaking of the, this is just off topic. Have you seen, so remember Ronnie Brewer used to be playing for the Jazz? Oh, yeah. You know, he's like a one of the coaches now on Arkansas. And uh-huh. he is like, he's jacked. You know how like Mac, uh, Mike baby, Mike baby. is like pretty buffed up. I'm gonna we're, we're gonna have to post a photo of this on mm-hmm. here, but yeah, I don't uh, think they I don't think they drug test coaches for like human growth hormones and hey, stuff. Hey, so. hey, hey. <laughs> I, I'm playing. It's I'm all playing. it's all him. Uh, shout out to Ronnie. Uh, it was probably all that milk. He used to do those milk commercials here. So uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Good for you, Ronnie. All right, back to the questions. I think we will make this our last question of the day. And this is kind of a serious one too. So oh boy. Uh, from Seth 30 Reed, what do the Jazz need to do better to get past the second round? Like I said, this is kind of, this is kind of a tough one. And and the obvious answer here is it really depends on the matchup. Like, okay, we're just we're talking really hypothetically here, because you know, say the Jazz get the Mavs in the first round. We all think that's an easy win, but of course it's not. There's no such thing as an easy win in the NBA. Uh, I, I the think it's on Friday. So we'll yeah, um, I, I think I can go if you need a moment here. I, I think the, the biggest issue the jazz have had in the playoffs, the, the past couple of years is the, the adjustments in game. And I mean, everyone knows what I'm talking about for the most part, I would imagine. But when, when a team can spread the floor and go small and it kind of leaves Rudy on an Island. And I think the jazz have the best roster they've had in years, uh, maybe depth wise, maybe ever to do that. Um, that's my opinion is if they're able to make an in-game adjustment, when a team is spreading the floor, able to knock down threes, like happened with the Clippers last year. Um, 
that would be my biggest adjustment needed to get out of the second round. Yeah. Um, and going along with that, I actually personally, I mean, there's, I have no insights or read anything on this, but I actually have always believed that that was the reason why they brought in Rudy Gay. He, I mean, the whole reason for Rudy Gay to me had nothing to do with what he does in the regular season. It's all about his size and what he can come in. You know, if, if there's a bad matchup for Rudy Gobert, then Rudy Gay should be able to step in and still be a pretty big guy there to hopefully get rebounds, but also move around out there on that three-point land. Well, I think Gay, I think Pascal, that Pascal uh, trade was like, in my opinion, one of the biggest like thefts the Jazz have pulled off in, in quite a while because um, they got him for essentially nothing. And I think both of those guys, like you had said, Gay, Pascal, I think they give them the chance to go small in a series in those clutch situations when they need to. And I'm not by any means um, downplaying what Rudy can do as a defensive player, but I mean, we all saw it last year. So. Yeah. The interesting thing about Eric Pascal is uh, he, he is big, but he's not like he's, you know, he's a big body guy and he can get down in there for boards and stuff, but his size is pretty small. So, um, and he really hasn't got much playing time. Um this year so i don't know how much they would go to him in the playoffs i think i honestly as crazy as it sounds i think at this point they would probably go rudy gay and then house jr over pascal mm. as far as minutes and stuff like that that's another uh, great signing they made yeah. uh daniel daniel house i don't think it's daniel i think you're saying it wrong we had a whole conversation about this go ahead how, how do I'm you pretty say sure. it I, I, I mean go ahead. I, I don't come on jazz it. nation how do you say it i'm pretty sure it's like danielle <laughs> like there's a you in there or something it's not daniel though is it? Uh, go ahead. Let's move on. <laughs> this is this is going to be that clip. You know how there's always a clip that you have as like a preview. This is going to be it. Like here, trying to say that guy's name. And I, I I feel like a jackass right now, but I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, that's all our questions for this week. Again, we'll do this each week. I'll throw it up on Instagram the morning of the show, and if you have a question, you can ask that way. Just just a word of advice, by the way. Um. A lot of the questions we're talking about trades, blowing up the team, and things like that. I'm not going to, we're not just, I'll just be 100% honest with you guys. I'm not going to ask or go over those questions right now during the season because there's just no need to. Well, you can't make a trade right now. Number one, number well, you two. Can't make a tra- we can't make a trade. You can't sign a free agent right now. I just, and it just is kind of negative toward the team. You know, the whole, you know, we're jazz nation here. That's what this represents. You're supposed to be back in the team as much as you can and things like that. So um, I'm not saying we have to be positive, positive teams, always great and things like that, but that's why I'm here. Yeah. When it comes to questions, we're just not going to talk about trades. We're not going to talk about rumors of players and things like that. We can say that till the off season when there's a lot more yakety yakety that needs to go on. So just so you know, for future reference on those questions, you can ask them. They're probably not going to get asked in the podcast. So uh, there you go. All right. Keep sending take- your questions though. I, that's really is awesome that we got a, a, a number of questions. I that's uh, I appreciate that. So you know what? Don't listen to Daniel, send whatever questions you got. And if we can answer them, we will. Thank you. Jazz Nation. Right. Well, you can send them. I'm just telling you, they might, they're probably not going to get answered. All right. Um, we're going to take our last sponsor break and then we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is where a sponsorship would be. If you're a business and you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please send me an email and let's chat. Email me at jazznationnews at gmail.com. 
All right. And welcome back. Thanks so much to our sponsor there for helping us out on the podcast. So what we're going to do right now is a little, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I'm stealing this from family guy. Um, there, there's a, there's a, if, for any of you family guy fans kind of earlier on in the, the show, there was a, there was a part where Peter was uh, on the news and he did an episode thing called what grinds my gears. So that's what I'm going to do as a uh, social media admin, you know, for the jazz nation, I see a lot of uh, things that grinds my gears. So <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it as nice as here is the lead up so uh let's do it you know what really grinds my gears all right so what grinds my gears this week uh <laughs> this is uh i'm not going to mention any names but this happens a lot after games you know jazz especially of course after jazz losses we get a lot of blame on players and coaches if you're gonna talk crap on players or you're gonna talk crap on coaches can you please spell their name right <laughs> look it's not that hard. If you don't know the player's names, how to spell it correctly, I'm totally not taking your comment serious. First off, I, your your comment's probably not serious anyways, because you're just mad. I understand after game, you're just letting off frustration. But after every loss, there doesn't need to be the fire Quinn Snyder comment with Quinn having two ends. Okay, if you're not, that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not pointing any name, mentioning names or anything like that. Simple as that. If you cannot spell the player's name or the coach's name correctly, I'm not taking your comment serious. And that's what grinds my gears this week. You know what really grinds my gears? All right. And uh, moving along on to the next, we're going to close out this week's podcast looking ahead. Uh, I think we've mentioned this a few times, but we'll mention it one last time. We're recording this on Sunday before the Jazz game against the Thunder tonight. So if you're wondering why we haven't talked about that game, that's why hopefully they get that win tonight and no injuries and everything's fine. But looking ahead to this week's schedule, it is a tough one. So after tonight in Oklahoma City, the Jazz get right on a plane to fly to Dallas to play the Mavericks tomorrow night. Then they get on a plane, come back to Salt Lake City for a late game looks like it's an 8 p.m tip off on espn which means it won't start till like 8 40 probably uh against the trailblazers on wednesday uh quick pause on that i really wonder if current blazers player and former jazz man joe ingles will be at that game now uh, of course you know we all know he's been in salt lake rehabbing and things like that but you know this would be the time for him to show up with his team and just there's absolutely no way he's going to be on the jazz band side or anything like that. So just deal with the jazz fans. He's going to be sitting with the blazers if he's at the game, but it would, it would be cool because this would be the chance for the jazz and you know, do a video thing and everyone cry over Joe and all that. So I think, uh, I always say you should go to jazz games, but that's, that seems like one of those games that if you can attend, attend that game, then Friday, they're back on the road. It looks like they're going to be in San Antonio against the Spurs. Cause that's who plays in San Antonio. And then the following day, another back to back, they're now home on Saturday to play the Kings. So that's a lot of games all of a sudden that. So, man, what do you think? How many, what games do you see the Jazz winning? How many games do you see them losing? What's your prediction here? Yep. So I'm going tonight as we record this win against OKC. No Josh Giddy. I think they, they have the win in the bag there. I know Mike Conley's out. Uh, shouldn't matter on this one. But then having to fly to Dallas and play tomorrow night, I, <sighs> I'm going to go with Dallas in that one. Uh, Luca had a break on Saturday, so he should be well rested, ready to go against Utah at home Wednesday at home against the Blazers. Jazz should, should win that one. I even say flying down to San Antonio, get the win there. The Kings game is what interests me the most flying back home to Utah to play them back to back after they play the Spurs. But I think if we're, you know, we're getting, we're getting in the crunch time here, as we all know, I think Utah wins the game, but I think it could be relatively close. Um, the Kings have, they have such a talented roster, but they could never put it together. It just seems like the history of the Kings as an organization since, you know, Chris Webber left. So, uh, I'm going to go win thunder lost 
Dallas, win Blazers, win Spurs, and a win tight one at home against the Kings. Those, those, those are my predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, I I will go with hopefully a win tonight against the Thunder as well. Um, yeah, the Dallas is I don't think Dallas is playing today, so they're gonna be rested and yep. yeah, who hopefully I mean, on their end, they probably hope Luke is playing then, but uh, if he's not playing, that's good for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll i just say the Jazz probably don't get the win that game just because it's a back-to-back. Hopefully they prove me wrong. Uh, the game on Wednesday against Blazers, I think there's going to be a lot of emotion. If you know, if they, if they do anything for Ingles to that game, there's going to be a lot of emotion, so that we'll see on that. Um, they're back home. It's a later game, so they should be pretty rested for that. I want to say that should be a win, which means it could be a, a not a win. But, uh, I, but you, <laughs> you know. got to give it a you got to give a prediction. You can, well, they could, but then they might not. No, what I, I are hate, you saying? I know I hate doing these things though, because then people hold it against you. Um, okay, I'll say a win against Portland, and then I think what's going to happen, honestly, is I think things are going to catch up with them, and they lose those last two games. They lose in San Antonio and against the Kings. Oh wow! Um, I, I I mean I have no I have no inside sources on that. That's just my, my <laughs> well. I hope no my, one's told you they're going to lose and it actually <laughs> happened. That's just my feeling, unfortunately, on it. Um, so look look at these look at these games. Thunder tonight, right? Thunder are second to last in the West. Uh, Dallas again. I gave my prediction with Dallas. I think I, I think not for nothing. Luca might feel a little uh, a certain way about getting quote unquote locked down by Rudy in that last game, which he did. At the very end, great perimeter defense by Rudy. Um, and then you have the Blazers, right? Blazers are out of the playing game. They're they're on the outside looking in a uh, playing tournament. Spurs have, have on the outside, uh, Kings on real, the outside. Real quick on the on the Blazers. I mean, have you been watching them at all? Anthony yeah, Simmons. Anthony Simons. Simons, yeah, that's Simons. all holy it is. Cow, that dude. I always thought he was good, but now that they're just giving him the ball, holy cow, he's good. He, he's good, but also like someone has to be good on that team. There's no Lillard. McCollum's gone. Uh, I mean, I guess they don't. They don't. Someone have has. To have someone has to score. <laughs> if we're yeah. going to be honest, someone's got to score the ball. And he is a talented player, but I want to see him on a team that's like a a more competitive team. The thing that worries me about him is he kind of gives me the. And I'm not saying they have the same game, but I'm just talking about their body. He gives me the Dante vibe, where if he goes down and gets hurt, it could really. And knock on wood, I don't want that to happen to him. But uh, you know what oh, I mean. He doesn't. We seem could very do muscular. Muscular. We could do a whole, uh, yeah, we could do a whole episode on your, your guy, Dante Exum. Uh, no, thanks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Anyways, sorry, get back to whatever you were saying. But no, so, so they're essentially, obviously they had a tough game against Houston, but these next couple of games, they are playing the worst teams in the West. Well, so, so Utah needs to really just take care of business. Now, I, I think I, I said, it. I think it, at Dallas, it's a loss coming off a of back-to-back and Dallas is not a great team, but they're a good team. Luca is going to be out for some blood. I, I think if I was him, I would be, but so yeah. looking at the full schedule for this month, the jazz actually played Dallas again this month. So if that is our playoff matchup, I mean, we're getting a pretty good preview here and they're both in Dallas. So the game tomorrow, and then we play them again. Oh, another Sunday game. <laughs> it went from never having Sunday games. So all of a sudden we have Sunday games this month, um, <laughs> but this schedule this month is, is brutal so next week yeah these are all home games but we're playing the bucks then the bulls and then the clippers holy cow and then they go on an east coast road trip and uh yeah so this is it celtics it's a tough one after that yeah this is it folks this is this is this is basically the end of the regular season this month i mean in april there's only like five games five games yeah and then the playoffs so i mean Mm -hmm. this is really when they got to be 
doing everything they can to show what they're going to do for the playoffs and things like that. And it's, it's not easy for them. So uh, if we get some L's this month, which will happen, take it easy on the poor guys. You know, it's, it's a tough schedule out there. They're human beings. But I'm saying they're going to win four out of five of the four out of their next five. They have yeah. to. Uh, I I hope so. I I, I'm just nervous. Um, all right. Well, wow. that's our predictions for this week. And uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Hey, uh, assistant to the host, would you like to get in your uh, plugs right now? Yes. Uh, check out my podcast, The Will Wonder Pod. It drops this uh, every Wednesday. But this Wednesday, I have a very uh, fun interview with a famous DJ slash hip hop producer from Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, DJ Brisk. Check that out. And obviously I'll talk some NBA. I'll talk uh, a couple other things as well. Follow the, follow my podcast. Wow. What am I doing? Uh, on Instagram at the will wonder pod. And you can follow me on Twitter at DJ will wonder. All right. And Mazel top to all your things you got going on there. And of course, I, I, I've got like a million pages and I could go through them all just like he did, but I'm just going to keep it simple for y'all. Just go to www.linktree.com forward slash jazz nation news. All the links are there. Um, also, I apologize for the podcast only being available right now on Spotify and Anchor. Um, I've submitted it to all the other things. And for whatever reason, they are taking their sweet time to Apple. Improve. Apple's a a mother to work with from, from uh, what I've heard from a lot of other people. Luckily for me, it was easy, but yeah, it's, it, so, it, it'll probably take a little while. So I'm waiting for those to get approved. Um, I'll probably, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually probably work on it today. Once we're done here is get a YouTube page up just so you can also have, listen to it on there. If you'd like to um, don't expect to have any video of us. Cause uh, I'm not into that. Neither should you, um, but that's it. So that's this week's podcast. Um, go jazz, get those W's and, uh, stay injury free. We, uh, we'll see you. Oh, and be ready. We're going to have an interview this coming week. Just stay ready. I don't know what day it's going to drop, but we'll have an interview for you this week as well. And then of course, Ooh, every, nice. every Monday is when we drop these new podcasts for you. So, uh, is it Dante Exum? Uh, you're just going to have to wait and see. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's, it is a former employee of the jazz though. I will say that air horn. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I'll let, right. you, well, I'll let you end your show. <laughs> That's all for this week's podcast. Uh, see you guys later. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to jump in real quick here at the end of the podcast and give a quick update. The game's over. The Jazz and Thunder game's over now at this point of the night here. And I just wanted to give a quick update. The Jazz were able to get the win tonight over the Thunder 116-103. The Jazz were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who finished with 35 points and set a new Jazz record by hitting 11 three-pointers. That's that's crazy. Good good on you, Boyan. Thank you for coming through for us tonight. You know, a lot of Jazz fans always say, what do we need to get that next level? And if you ask me, if we can have Boyan come through like that for us uh, more often than I... <laughs> I think we might be able to get that next level. That's just my personal opinion, but I love seeing Boyan come through like that, and hopefully we see it more often here. But yeah, Jazz get the win tonight over the Thunder. Jazz next game, like we mentioned earlier, is Monday now against the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, that's it. Now we are officially done with the podcast. You can, uh, but before I go, I just want to remind you, make sure to please follow the podcast wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review. Even if you think the podcast is terrible, just be nice and give us a five-star. We really appreciate it. It would help us out a lot. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Bye-bye.